Hi everyone, welcome to Unjustified True Beliefs, the podcast in which we talk about the beliefs we have and we try to validate it using philosophy, psychology and maths. Today on our show, we have Mamita Nath, Akshay Bhardwaj, Karthik Kannan, Jyoti Dukkar, Shruti Soma, Saurabh Tiyotia, Apurva Bapat and Kruti Soma. So, uh, and today's podcast, we'll be talking uh, about the question, how do we know when we are wrong? I think we are forming a series of uh, episodes where we are talk, talking about uh, does learning become harder? How do we know we're wrong uh, when we are wrong? And what is failure? How do we define that? So there is we are getting into serious philosophical discussions. And in today's podcast, we'll be talking about an important thing and which is a really puzzling question for me. Like um, if you don't have enough information when you're trying something new uh, then assessing your success or assessing assessing when you are going wrong could be a major challenge so today we'll be digging deep into this question and uh, just get gathering points from everyone on this uh, podcast to see if there is a strategy where we can find when we are going wrong so let me start with uh, someone who before this podcast told me that they have a good up amount of experience uh, in this regard. So I'll start with Apurva. What were your recent instances uh, or recent uh, experiences which helped you identify that you were going wrong in doing something? Honestly, my especially especially from yesterday, it's 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 the opposite. I have no idea what I'm doing that is wrong. So I so it's like I know something is going wrong. I don't know what. Like to give context, to give context, I've been uh, I've been trying to find a uh, find a job, find a new job, and like for the, in in the last week itself, like I went into like I had like three company, like three prospects, and like I I thought one of them would pan out, and none of them panned out. And I have been like yesterday it was like a quite the. Uh, the, quite the day where I'm like I have no idea what I'm doing, and so something is obviously wrong, and uh, but that's the thing like I have no idea how to even begin to think about ki where am I going wrong? I know I'm going wrong. It's just and I I, I guess I I know that I am going wrong somewhere because I'm not seeing the results that I expected to see. Especially in my case, that has been the case. So it's, I don't know, it has been like frustrating to know that I am wrong, but not knowing what is going wrong. Interesting. Uh, and I, I'm, I'll try to abstain from saying this was interesting because I say this every time. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so you are also looking for this answer. How do we know when we are wrong? And this is... Uh, I think from this podcast, we will get closer to this answer or at least try to be closer to a strategy where we can identify if you're going wrong and, uh, you know, figure out these uh, triggers or pain points quickly. So let me ask Akshay, because he said he also has some experience with this question. Uh, Akshay, what, what are your experiences and how do you identify when you're going wrong? Okay, uh, this is actually a very good question and a very broad one when I think about it. And I like to give long answers. So with your permission, everyone. Um, firstly, whatever we do as humans, I feel we do it with the best judgment we have. And whatever knowledge, whatever experiences we had, we do it with that. But I think the answers are always there around us. You know, either, you know, your teammates, your friends, your family members, your co-workers, uh, and, you know, people, situations, circumstances around you keep giving you feedback of, you know, how things are going. You know, just giving you an example of boiling an egg. Uh, this is an interesting one. You know, shout out to Hardik. Uh, he, I used to share a flat with him. And uh, he was boiling his eggs. And uh, one day he, he had it on the stove for like 20 minutes. And I told him that he doesn't have to do that for so long. He said, uh, you can never overboil an egg. And that was the end of the conversation. The next day when I come back from work, the entire kitchen is fill, filled with smoke. 
and I asked Hardik what happened, and he said I overboiled an egg today. So I, so I mean, that was one of the hints which you know gave uh, Hardik that uh, thing, that feedback. Yes, something has gone wrong. So uh, you know there are uh, signals around you. There are uh, you know small hints which you get from your surroundings, but uh, I think it's more about. how do we become more open minded how do we let go of our ego how do we how do we let go of our uh, preconceived notions to you know be perceptive about those and know that you know things are not going in the right direction let me stop here maybe we'll go ahead with that um cool i would look at another perspective i want to ask this question to someone who always strive for perfection and always tries to be as like we all try to be correct most of the time uh but somebody who is averse of taking risk or who is always trying to or overly conscious or cautious about everything they do so i would actually ask somebody uh, like saurabh who has been very cautious with all the decisions he makes and he's very like he prepares a lot before he you know takes an action so what are your strategies when you uh, you know to avoid any failures or how do you identify that you could go wrong in, in doing a activity uh thank you for exaggerating saranj to begin with and uh, let me uh, think i mean i can give you an example of uh, let's say a discussion like this wherein we are talking about something very scientific and uh, then i will share my thought and i will be a huge proponent of what i have shared and then i will have this uh, feeling in my mind that i am speaking the right thing unless there will be more people in the discussion that will try to negate the point that i have made so for example if uh, there is jyoti telling me a counter argument about what i have just said then i'll probably get an uh, inkling that probably there is something wrong with my uh, reasoning uh i would still be very much uh uh sticking to my opinion unless i will see more people are talking about the same thing so if uh, more people are uh, telling me that whatever i have said does not make sense then i will get to know that there is something uh, faulty in my assessment so that's how i uh, grasp uh, that there is something going wrong and also i can give you an example of from uh, uh, workplace as well so whenever we have these uh, feedback discussions uh, there is one person who can give you feedback and that person will probably tell you that uh, these are the areas wherein you are not doing good and uh, since everybody has that sense of superiority they think that uh, we have done everything correctly and everything is going fine for us unless we get to hear the next uh, person's opinion so we might feel a bit dejected after those uh, that first discussion but if there are multiple people telling you about the same thing uh then you get to know that there is something uh, going wrong so i think uh, there is uh, no harm in getting varied opinions and because uh with these varied opinions you get to know where you are wrong but if you are uh just very cautious about this uh, intellectual humility uh, wherein you think that uh, if you accept your mistakes you will become uh, less of a person i think that can be a problem so we should have varied opinions so that we get to know where we are wrong uh so this is some um, philosophy from my side at the, at the same time i would ask if you are trying to do something new uh, how do you prepare yourself that you don't go wrong uh, it could be a question to you or it could uh, i think uh, anyone else who would like to answer this question anyone in this group who likes to prepare and try to be very cautious about doing something new and try to cover all their ground uh, how do you prepare uh before attempting something which is new for you hey so i'll add over here um whenever i try to do something new i um most of the times i try to um you know i already know why i'm trying to do something new it uh, like it could be just a new hobby or maybe i want to learn something because i think it will be of help um, i don't know personally or professionally um i try to find out all i can about it maybe through friends or family or just the internet 
but uh, one thing which has always worked for me is having a buddy while learning a new thing now it could be someone who's already um, spent some time learning it or is a bit of an expert in it but uh, sometimes it's it also works if the other person is as new as you to the activity because um, i think the learning is a bit slow in that but i mean it's still helpful so i think it helps to have a learning buddy sort of thing interesting let's take on the same line feedback from karthik i think he also likes to prepare a lot before he attempt something so what is what is your strategy and how do you figure out when you're wrong and uh, by the way just a call out this topic was suggested by karthik again so i also want to know the rationale behind selecting this topic and why you wanted to talk on this yeah um, so for me like akshay said there are sometimes very obvious clues like um, one i have a roommate story with who burnt maggi while cooking and the and set off the smoke alarm so that is a very obvious signal that you're doing something wrong the smoke alarm has gone off then stuff is on fire so but sometimes it's not so uh, obvious right like i mean for him i guess it would still not be obvious if you confronted him that did you do something wrong he will say no this was the way it was supposed to happen but that and that was the logical extreme like but there are there is a spectrum in the middle where at some point you have to decide that i uh, you stop and question yourself rather than question the person or thing challenging you so my motivation for this topic was when do you stop and say hmm maybe there's merit in what the environment or someone else is telling me rather than i sh- me having to hold ground hold my ground and say no things should change or or uh, or the, i should convince the other person about uh my topic hmm. interesting so when to give up ego when to uh, just you know give up that ego aspect and listen to other people um uh, let me ask kruti uh that is she intrinsically more uh, you know self driven or listens to her own internal voice or is she someone who listens to feedback more i think uh, so in first instinct my if someone is giving me a feedback or anything my initial response could potentially be on the lines of hey he's wrong i'm right that is the first response but however more often than not when i hear something even though if i don't uh, really process that information in that minute i feel like eventually i do think about it and uh, think about situ- the situation from that perspective as well and based on whatever i conclude then would be my final action but in first instinct when i hear something it's like pata nahi isko kya bol raha hai it could be like that but i feel like that's why it's important to get feedback in general because i feel like no whether you're a person who ignores it or does something about it it's something that will make you think at least even if it is not in the moment it's when you require that information you still have it with you so i would say it does help to and regarding identifying i feel like even i think that see uh, it's not something instinctively in many situations i feel like you know things are going wrong when they're going wrong it's sometimes very obvious like when you're overboiling an egg but it feel like you can see things not working out the way they should you may not be able to identify what is wrong but i feel like you will know that something is going wrong so when you reach a situation yeah. where you're uh, ready to accept that you will start looking at feedback yourself i understand um in a lot of circumstances when especially when we are young and we are trying to do new things or maybe things which we don't have experience about and we don't even know if we are making the wrong decisions or we are uh, you know we should do something to potentially save ourselves from a future disaster so we should take an action now uh, and rather than delaying it for later we don't know that there is a evident threat in the future so circumstances like those uh, 
I think we only learn through uh, wisdom and with time when we we get burned. Uh, like either we burn a Maggie or we practically put our hands on the stove. But um, is there a way, or what do you think, Shruti? Like, is there a way we can become more wiser? Uh, and how does this wisdom come? Does it only come from failure, or does is there a way we can be wise with without practically burning our hand or burning Maggie? I think to the question of how do you find out without failing completely, uh, I think failure again is a very, uh, I think uh, it's, a, it's a spectrum, like what you consider failure, someone might not. So it really depends on your risk appetite also. Like when you really identify something is going wrong, it depends on your uh, risk appetite as a person. Like. I think for most of I think for m- most of us in terms of how do you identify something is wrong, I think uh, all of us are outcome oriented, right? Like for every situation, you have some desired outcome that you are looking after. So and there are steps to reach to that outcome. It's never the uh, you de- never get to point ten immediately, right? So you will see that those outcomes are not coming at every point. Now. Um, it could either be like a, uh, I don't know, a personal situation where uh, I think if it's a personal situation where trying to deal with something, right and wrong is very subjective. Uh, it's just when it is not working, you need to realize, understand that uh, the way you're dealing with it is not right. Now, then there is right and wrong, which is factual. Like, you know that okay, it's just not like, I guess the earth is round is something. It's a, like a factual right or wrong. <laughs> Basically, where you can be proved wrong, I mean, <laughs> like, there's one situation like that, then there's a subjective right or wrong, like somebody else might think it's wrong, but you might not think it's wrong. So when you have like multiple uh, failures, I might stop at five only because I might know that after five, like I won't wait for the Maggie to burn. Like when the patila is becoming black, I know that I have to stop. You might wait for it to burn and then learn that okay it's burning but it's also because you're willing to get to the, get to that it's not that you ignore all the signs it's just that you're probably willing to get there before learning you're willing to take a chance okay a couple of points here in your talk uh, there are points about like the earth is round outcome oriented sorry like the earth is round yeah yeah, that, whoa. Okay. <laughs> uh, Sorry, moving on. Uh, yeah, uh, finally, I, I want to get to uh, Maumita and ask her, there were a couple of points made by uh, Shruti on being outcome-oriented and uh, there is a distinction between objectively wrong uh, with, with certain facts and there are circumstances when we are wrong and oblivious to us. Uh, are, are uh, gaps in knowledge. So how do we uh, figure out, like, there is a, how do we deal with unknown unknowns, basically? Is there a strategy for that, Mamata? Uh, unknown unknowns. Okay, I'll just speak about, since we, we started about how we think that we are going wrong, I, I think this, this kind of covers two aspects. One is your conscience, which... I think most of you have spoken about that, which is the moral awareness, right? Which you get from uh, maybe society, societal rules and expectations that have come from your parents or ancestors, blah, 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 your peers. So there's one aspect, which is conscience. And then there's something about being conscious, okay? Which is more about physical and mental wakefulness, if I may say, like, like being aware of yourself and your circumstances. So uh, so personally, the, I, I think uh, that conscience always keeps coming back and resurfacing because that's something that you've heard your parents tell you that, or in Akshay's case, I don't know, whoever was better at the egg boiling and had the better guidelines. Yeah. So... Uh, so yeah so what i'm trying to say is there's conscience and there's being conscious so if you can find a sweet spot between the two then uh that would be a good way of kind of dealing with the feeling of am i going wrong or right and then your question about 
unknown unknowns uh, maybe mm. uh, if you're trying to ask me how is there a strategy to deal with risk is is that the question yeah okay. it is uh, definitely uh, unknown unknowns are like um uh yeah there is risk and there are especially risk on those things which you are doing it for the first time and or you are in a new circumstance you are in a new unknown yeah. island and you have to survive there so that's that's a unknown territory for me and how do i deal with it maybe in a normal circumstance i would deal it with strategy number 8 but in this in this circumstance i don't know this strategy Oh, okay. So I have also done preparation in the past, and also done over preparation, and then over the last couple of years, because of circumstances and, and things changing, and uh, both at work and and uh, at at home and and stuff like that, I've had to take a lot of go through a lot of uncertainty, which again is it's a very uh, I think generic. and in a broad term uncertainty what is uncertain for me may not be uncertain for shruti or jyoti or kruti and yeah uh, but then what has helped me is uh making a to do list of things like whenever there's an uncertainty that i come up with or i'm faced with i make a quick checklist that okay this needs to be done maybe i can do 1 2 3 1 and then uh i i just do a 5 4 3 2 1 and i take some action because what i've noticed with myself that i have a tendency of preparing and then over preparing and then not taking any action and this happens a lot you get paralyzed uh by preparation and especially if it's something uncertain there's going to be no end to preparation because i think you can never feel ready right so in an uncertain situation or in any situation have a to do list do 1 2 3 press reset and just take some action and taking an action can be the best decision in an uncertain situation i had a i had a thought to add to what momta just said and she's i i totally resonate with what she said when it comes to uncertain uh, events which are uh, so many in our lives you know it's a dilemma of do we prepare how do we prepare for that situation do we prepare with a plan in our heads that if this happens we'll do this or do we plan in a way to uh, tackle the uncertainty altogether this also reminds me of you know some of the special forces operations in which you know our para commandos and all you know venture into and uh, those scenarios are very uncertain you know the terrain is different you don't know whom you'll encounter what kind of armament will they have um, and you know there are like thousand variables which are there and uh, whenever i watch those videos or you know listen to some of these interviews they basically prepare themselves to tackle whatever comes their way they have very basic principles which they have that uh, you know whatever happens we need to focus on survivability we need to focus on you know getting all our people back safely and obviously we need to finish the task which is at hand so i know it is a very subjective and a very high level kind of a thing which i am talking about but their entire plan which they call the plan c because that's where everything falls you know your plan a will definitely fail your plan b doesn't work out and everything comes down to plan c which talks about all these things and that's where the point which i was speaking about again comes back uh, also which was spoken about consciousness uh, again by momata that you need to be aware you need to be aware of what all signals you are getting from your environment again i think kruti mentioned about things which you inherently get from the nature from the surroundings it's not someone telling you but you you get it on your own you feel it inside that is something which your body is more receptive to because you know it you you feel it you know i had this uh, food i don't feel so good definitely there is there was something off with the food your body is telling you that and you believe it uh, but if i i believe in something and shruti tells me no this is you know she feels differently then i have to let go of all the biases my defensive attitude a lot of my ego you know to at least hear shruti out that what is she trying to say maybe both of us are saying the same thing from a different context or from a different experience and i think we need to 
overall have that open mindedness and uh, awareness that we need to start appreciating those things which we get from our surroundings to know that we are wrong on on that point uh, some people are not that adept in reading uh, signals uh, it could be social signals it could be uh, signals about how hot the pan has gotten after 10 minutes whatever so i mean is it is it how do we build those muscles or do we is there is it a journey which we can only learn once we have gone through it or is there uh, yeah definitely there's an element of feedback which we can uh, get while we are preparing for it uh, from as that's strategy number 1 which we discuss we get a feedback from people around us while we are preparing for that similar situation in the future or a, we're going through a mock setup which would look like the real circumstance and we get a feedback on what what is going wrong so we are we are attuned to all those signals um and definitely there is an element of i have seen in my life people some people are very good with certain activities and it takes me way longer to figure out how they have figured that problem out or um it could be with music it could be with uh, social circumstances um and i i understand everybody has their own strengths in, in reading those signals but for people who are not aware of a concept of a like let's say a person who is not very socially skilled what would be a strategy for that person to understand there is aspect of reading social signals and being a better communicator or a better listener is is there something or how how does a completely new person build those skills uh i think you can learn it from your own mistakes if it is that is something that is not naturally coming to you uh, uh you will go wrong in a lot of places uh, it will happen a lot of times with you so you can just probably have a practice of going back and uh, relooking at all the signals you potentially got at different times and if it is not something that you are able to reflect on by yourself you can probably do it with somebody uh who can help you wa- navigate through the situation probably you can have a recall with them that okay this all this happened where did i go wrong you you can practice it consciously if it is not coming to you naturally just like any other skill and also these uh, socially awkward people that you talked about saranj i think they are also in touch with uh, their parents they might have a few friends who can also guide them in uh, such situations so they will get to know where they are uh, going wrong and then based on uh, that they'll be able to make an informed decision i have something to add here um so until now we've been talking about like this world where we can improve and know when we are wrong using feedback but sometimes what i want to what we do is we ignore that feedback there is a very good documentary on this topic it's called behind the curve and we talking about uh, shruti brought up flat earthers right there are people who actually believe the earth is flat and there and to to their credit this actually uh, uh, it, the documentary actually talks about hey they actually uh, take steps to prove that the earth is flat by using methods that are actually scientific so one of the experiment was uh, that if you if i'm uh, pointing a laser from where i'm standing right now and you're standing around a kilometer away if i raise my uh, laser by say 10 feet the point where you are standing the laser will uh, the laser will raise by more than 10 feet because of the curvature of the earth but this would not be true if it was flat if it was flat if i am standing here and i raise it 10 feet and if you are standing there it will also raise by 10 feet but because of the curvature what happens is farther away the laser will raise by say 10.5 feet and so they were doing this experiment to prove that the earth is flat and the guy who standing 1 km away his reading for the laser actually came at 10.5 feet instead of 10 feet and so he got clear evidence that hey my evidence i did a scientific experiment i made no conclusions and i had a 
the experience proved me that my hypothesis was false. My hypothesis that the earth is flat is false. And yet he chose to believe that the there was something wrong with the experiment, which is, I guess, another... Uh, it might be valid in the in case of scientific experiments, but the fact that he his mind immediately jumped to that rather than I set up the experiment correctly, it is the hypothesis that was proven wrong. And so I feel like that happens at a lesser scale with everyone. And... And there are different reasons. Like, uh, there is another podcast I that quite mirrors what we are talking about. It's called You Are Not So Smart, which talks about this sort of stuff. And he told that if you, if you made your entire life around this belief, you and you tie your identity to your beliefs, if your beliefs get broken, you feel lost. Like, who am I? Like, I... I built my life around this. Like this was something unique about me. Like it separated me from the pack. Like I was a flat earther. I knew something that others did not. It made me special. If that's wrong, it doesn't make me special anymore. Like what am I in the world? Like where is my place in the world? And that's the sort of belief that you're least likely to change. And that is why religion and politics are such a polarizing topic because you're associating your identity with them. It makes you special. It makes you think that you know something that the other people don't. You know the one true God. You know that the, say, other politician is a corrupt guy who is uh, trying his hardest to break the country and you know the guy you're supporting is not doing that. And now if, you, if that is proven false, you're not special anymore. And that is when... Uh, your it becomes the hardest to change your beliefs. I think Akshay touched up upon this when he said that uh, one of the key ways, like places that you need to work on to be open-minded is to be open-minded. If you're not, then uh, you need to be open to uh, being wrong and like re-evaluating your belief system. The day you stop doing that, it is going to be difficult for you to identify like where you're going wrong. I think it also comes with the fact that like Karthik mentioned, like there's this fear, right? Like if you realize the day you're wrong, your world is going to fall apart. So you have to be in a situation where you're willing to accept that today I'll accept it and make a change. I think many times we do know, we just ignore it because we're not ready to act on it today. It's not necessarily that we're not trying to be open-minded. It's the fear that what happens after this. You know, I think you can compare it with listening as well. I mean, we are having this discussion some of us might choose to listen to what the other person is saying, while most of us sometimes have the tendency of, you know, thinking about what do we feel when someone is talking about this uh, particular topic. Uh, that's called filtered listening, and it has a lot of biases which play in. That is only for listening. But whenever you do something, it's a much more complex thing which you do. And uh, definitely, we have filtered experiences as well. We want to experience only this thing. We are... My expectation out of, say, um, going out in the rain is to get wet. I'm not, I'm not open to, you know, experiencing a different feeling when I go out in the rain. I don't expect to get burnt from the raindrops. And that's a bias. That's my experience. And that's what I will expect always. But when that happens, what will happen to me? And uh, what kind of thoughts will come to my mind? You know, it's a very different experience. And... While it might sound absurd, there are, a, you know, fraction of people in the world whose sensory organs work in a very different way, who can, you know, feel pain when they see something, you know, happening to someone. They can literally feel it. And such kind of things we, you and I probably cannot uh, even imagine. But then there are people who experience such things. I would like to uh, borrow Akshay's point about expectation and, uh, and and speak about that a little bit. So since Saranj, you and we, we started this uh, uh, discussion on uh, what should be this one strategy or some strategies to deal with uncertainty. And uh, because Akshay mentioned expectation, I, I think one good strategy that I just 
while listening to you guys i i thought could be uh is to take up anything or any opportunity without any expectations so expectations are a man made thing again this kind of ties back to one of our earlier podcasts on uh cognitive biases that we did where we spoke about how uh human beings i mean we are risk averse people okay we 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 don't like uncertainty because it makes us uncomfortable right so expectations kind of give you the feeling that okay doing x is going to give me y so i know why is going to happen why is my comfort level blah 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 so it's kind of tied to comfort the moment you get rid of those expectations life is actually much more simpler and that that could be a good way of dealing with uncertainty anything even when you get into a relationship the moment you start having these expectations from your husband or your partner things get very complicated even though you uh think it's making you comfortable it's actually taking you downhill so i i think a good way to deal with uncertainty can be to go into something without any expectations and just embrace the moment and uh take a few steps and then just go ahead and take some action so the lack of expectation might also help you keep a more open mind on what you're looking at because you're not trying to result from x to y if you are you may be more open minded to realize something is wrong yeah exactly because that x to y again is kind of man made i'm again not talking about earth being flat or round but uh about more non-factual situations and and conversations in, in that kind of a context yeah both i would like to ask you further on this um, so this is a very liberating philosophy which you mentioned that without uh, any expectation it becomes easier to get into things and do things but as shruti said that we are driven by objectives or outcomes like when we are doing something we are seeking an outcome it could be applying for a school or for a job or asking someone out for a relationship how do we make that switch how do we change that mindset from object or oh, sorry um outcome based to i don't know like what are we trying to achieve if if we are uh, going in without any expectation yeah that's a good question and i think again it somewhat ties back to one of our Uh, another earlier podcast which i i think we did last week which was about learning and how to learn and we were discussing about maslow's hierarchy of needs and again outcomes are also related to expectations and it all lands up in that same uh, hierarchy of needs pyramid uh, so how do we switch from an outcome based thing to a non out yeah so one way i think could be to a uh, kind of i think most of us yeah what shruti said about outcome is very true most of us are kind of running behind that one degree or that one person or that one or that one something we we like that chase okay uh but i think the moment we we most of us don't focus on the process we kind of keep focusing on the reward we need to stop reflect and start focusing more on the process and start embracing the process enjoying the process rather than thinking about okay it's actually going to give me an mba degree or this is going to give me that uh, i don't know anything so one way would be to just take it uh, i won't say take it easy but to just start embracing the process of anything you're doing and uh, yeah and and stop i mean it helps to have an end goal in mind i i'm personally a person like that without a goal i i kind of feel very directionless but then i've i've noticed that the moment you start reflecting and enjoying the process rather than only constantly thinking about uh achieving a it gets a little more uh happier and easier and and more enjoyable and and you might just realize through uh, once you're going through the process that oh this was wonderful I, I, now it doesn't even matter to me if i end up achieving a 
or, or B, I mean, if, if that makes sense. So what I'm trying to say is try to focus more on the process rather than just the end goal. It, it's going to take time, but it can it, it will happen with practice. And you can start at home by with tiny tasks where you can enjoy the process. And But then is, does that mean that we are not even allowing ourselves to do any mistake? Like we are like, okay, we, I'm going to enjoy the process. So we are not even considering if something is going right or wrong. So I think one thing that has to be done is the amount of uh, pleasure we associated with a final result, right? There's nothing, there is nothing in life, nothing literally, which a, a single moment in your life will not change everything. You need to understand that. And I think understanding and detaching from that fact in general, not a particular, like it doesn't have to be like, I want an MBA degree, I want this job, I want this salary. It's just a fleeting moment in your life. It is not something. And once you understand that, I think by default, the expectation associated with anything drops because you're not uh, associating your happiness to any event that much. And having that mindset in general will help you disassociate. And, and another thing is when you're going through the process, it's also very important to actually celebrate small milestones. You have to do that to keep going. But, but stop focusing entirely on that one outcome because that will make it a very temporary thing. Yeah, and, and also very temporary, right? Like people trying to work out to look good on their wedding photos and then stopping it because they actually don't like the fitness process is going to push you back to, I don't know, like ground negative, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So what I feel is that I think both of these apply, that having an outcome-based approach and having a zero or less expectations-based approach. What I feel works for me is that I decide where to have which approach because like um, like all of you said, most of you mentioned that sometimes you de do need to have an, you know, a goal in your mind. Otherwise, which direction are you going in? It's more, it's like you're lost and you're just on autopilot and that doesn't work out in every scenario. So it's, uh, so what I try to do is uh, to probably reduce the, you know, uncertainty in some situations because, you know, why would you risk? on a daily basis in something but on some things it's it doesn't matter it's fine things happen it's fine but on some things why risk on a daily basis because um, maybe it's better to be a little stable in some areas so what i feel is that you need to choose in which areas you are okay with having a little bit of uh, some amount of uncertainty and in some places you have a goal and you do things only which align to that goal otherwise you don't do it so and then when you reach that goal obviously you have that award reward system within you and it's an accomplishment and if you don't reach it you probably change your targets or whatever it is so it is a very helpful thing to have an outcome-based approach and but still i would say that in some scenarios it is best to have less expectations to because um uh, to probably you know uh, avoid disappointments because uh, generally when something disappoints any person they try to avoid it in the future and that can i i don't think that's a good thing because uh, i don't like i don't agree that you have to stop doing something because it failed once so that's how i feel about it i think in the question which saranj put across to all of us you know how do we uh, know when we are wrong I think uh, uh, I would like to focus on the word no rather than wrong. Because I also resonate with what Apura mentioned that being wrong, is it always a bad thing? Uh, but for me, I, I agree. I think being wrong and being right is a part of life. And neither can we always focus on outcomes, nor can we always uh, be in an ideal state of, you know, being expectation-less. It will not, you know leave us humans. Uh, I think it's, for me, it will be more about knowing, like we, we discussed earlier in the part. 
I would also like to ask uh, the point which Karthik mentioned about losing our identity uh, and associ- associating our identity with certain beliefs, certain systems, and we are not ready to accept that we are wrong. Like, how does how do we develop that acceptance, or how do we, uh, you know, how do we make ourselves like it's a, it's a quality being open minded. It's it's not a quality. which everyone has some people are more conservative some people are have have very strong beliefs so is there a way way we can change a person and this this question i would uh, like to direct it to saurabh uh, what what does he think about those people and has has he encountered some of those uh, people in his life who were lower on the openness scale that's a tricky one fresh uh, i'm thinking how we can uh, yeah inculcate that mindset in people um maybe somebody else would like to take that question because i'm completely blank on this one i so i think uh, many times uh, in terms of beliefs fundamental beliefs which we have to change that you have to be in an extremely neutral environment where you're get, getting an opposite perspective so personally for me uh, i think reading helps like in general if i come across let's say i'm completely at a for something but if i we in our head especially with fundamental beliefs we believe that if someone is a complete opposite spectrum you're looking at him as a villain and when you're arguing with someone or talking to someone the tone is always defensive you're just explaining your stance and it's not really a productive discussion where you're trying to understand where they're coming from however if you're just reading this reading a perspective from someone else when you're reading you're more objective about okay maybe this is a side which i never thought about in general like uh, i feel like uh, especially politically i'm like i'm left but i have been able to read a lot and see how that is a valid argument as well but however if i discuss it some with someone it's much more difficult to come to that conclusion so i think reading a completely opposite perspective will help but it has to be reading no discussion and i think yeah i think apart from reading your life experiences can also teach you a lot of things so even if you have a conservative mentality your mindset will change in the coming years based on how your life unfolds so that can help uh, those people who have that strict mentality about all these things they can learn from their experiences if not reading yeah uh, when when i'm thinking of some people with very strong belief i don't know this is a bias but some of the figures that come to my mind is generally old people with with uh, like some beliefs developed over years and they maybe if they belong to a certain area they they and they haven't seen the world around them so they they develop a very strong sense of identity with their beliefs with their uh, you know where they are based and it's difficult to question and difficult to change those beliefs but at the same time i think for every person there needs to be a different approach how you question their beliefs or how you challenge them in a way so suppose a somebody who is uh, logical and more rational would accept you if you provide them facts but this strategy might not work with a person who is more sentimental and they would like somebody to approach that uh, the the change in belief through a more soft and uh, you know emotion driven way so there needs to be some differences based on whom you are dealing with if you want to change somebody's belief have you any one of you ever tried to change someone's belief or have your beliefs been changed and what were the strategies used when you were doing it or that was done on you so again it's not something i personally did to change a belief like uh, like you look at our parents generation for example most of them will not understand you know what it is like being transgender or gay or being something like that is not is a concept that's foreign to them and when they think about this concept it is just hey to men to women or whatever right it's it's a very it's uh it's not personal it's just something they know once i just took my mom to a movie about two lesbian about a lesbian couple and watching that she could directly because this was it seemed more like real people real emotions and situations that they were feeling and they were associating with and at that point when we stepped out of the theater she's like oh my god this is so sad for them life is so difficult for them and we are as a society so mean to them and i think when you bring it down to real people or like emotions like that you can easily explain the situation to someone versus if it's a concept i think that can help 
it's not something i did it it was just a coincidence that we went for such a movie and she came out a different person it was not even like a discussion nothing it was something she personally felt like that so i think doing that can help the situation and again i think when you said you know you're challenging someone's beliefs or you're questioning someone's beliefs there's such a negative connotation to the way we are approaching it itself we need to understand that end of the day it's a belief and it's something your identity is there right so if when we go about it in that tonality i feel like it's very difficult to change the perspective in general it has to be more subtle and more it has to be subtle a little manipulative sometimes when you know that person maybe you can take some uh, liberties and you can maybe uh, try to show the mirror to that person and try to convince him that whatever you are thinking and whatever mentality that you have is uh, wrong for so and so reason sometimes you have to take that strong stand as well because that person will probably understand because he is not just some random person so i have done that uh, with saranj multiple times so when i know saranj is wrong he <laughs> and he is uh, just having some crisis in his life then i have to show him the mirror and uh, tell him in the hard way and uh, that sometimes uh, really helps and the beliefs are challenged and that person gets a different perspective to look at things i can vouch for that uh, that has happened to me and uh, the approach used were very was very blunt and very on the face kind of approach which i really appreciate thank you very much so the approach i again feel that uh, like i think saranj you mentioned that some people are probably not aware of these signals or they're not very good at uh, um sensing uh, it happened and uh, what is probably getting the you know the logic behind it that probably you are wrong uh, that person is wrong so uh, i think again the approach depends on that so like ruti said it's good to have a subtle approach i think that's a very um, a good way to go about it a very neutral and slow coming way to go about it but some people are actually very very unaware of subtle signals and then depending on how important it is for you to change or even attempt to change their belief because i feel that um uh, like earlier i uh, used to feel that you know if uh, someone is you know evidently has a opinion which is not very um correct basically because right or wrong again i have very different opinions now and i would try to talk to them about it or discuss or even go to a debate go in a debate sort of path about it right now i have more of an approach like i mean what is right and wrong who am i to decide and obviously that is a very uh, universal way of how right and wrongs are defined but uh, the world in which it is going and becoming i think we everyone has to be a little more accepting of how things are and it is very very difficult to change another person's belief whoever they might be if they are closer to you it might get even more difficult because it then it gets personal and then it's just not uh, it's just not easy and sometimes it's not worth it to have that strain on the relationship so coming to the point where how do we know how when we are wrong because i think that's our meaning when we are wrong so um, again like sometimes i don't get it when people are trying to be subtle with me like most of the time i do feel that i'm a little open minded about the things i think about at least if there are some new topics i don't know so that's something which is a total opaque area for me but uh, generally i do not get subtle signals if someone is trying to tell me something like i i understand it better if someone tells me that hey this this is a thing like so for me subtle signals would not work now like the the example of uh, lgbtq community and everything that is something i'm very very open minded about so that example probably not and i can't think of anything because i don't know if subtle signals work with me i have generally opened myself to new ways of looking at things only when i've heard heard someone tell me or heard about it just two people discussing and i i hear about it and then i i do try to look at new um, ways of thinking and then i change my opinion if required so that's how it is with me i think one important thing which we can also think about is when do we come to know that we are wrong i mean how is a is a broader question i feel but 
when do we come to know that we are wrong it can also help us you know understand that we are wrong and uh, what signals do we get at what points of time of a particular transaction and also being accepting of like suppose we've got feedback that okay uh, you thought this is right but this is not how this thing needs to be there's probably a better way of doing things uh, we should also work on uh, maybe accepting that it's okay to sometimes get feedback and to be told that we are wrong that doesn't make you a lesser human being uh being wrong or right is again in the mind and we as humans are beyond the mind we are not our minds so it's okay to get feedback it's okay to accept that you're wrong uh, because we yeah so uh, being accepting and being open to learning and having a growth mindset as they say might be is what i think will help us cool uh, i think with this we are coming to the end of this uh, podcast and this this a good question raised by akshay when do we know when we are wrong um i think a clear obvious sign is when things which we expected didn't happen or we failed it's a clear sign that we are wrong but to overcome it then you look for feedback but on this journey till we get to failure sometimes failure is inevitable like it will happen if your approach is wrong or you're not doing the right thing i have in my personal experience i have i know when i'm i have prepared enough for an exam and i'm going to pass it or i'm going to score well but like there are uh, instances where i know that i if i'm not studying or if i'm slacking off things will go down the wrong path so there are some basic understanding which i have that it would go wrong and uh, i think that has happened because of previous experiences so there is no way you'd learn a skill or develop a new sense without failing at it first i could be wrong here but uh, i just want to take everyone's thoughts on on this point that we can't i think sometimes we can't learn without some failures okay um i'll go first then um yes you're right that there need to be failures and there will be conflicts with people who believe that you're wrong and at that point i guess uh i'm going to tie this back to what i talked about identity right like um there will be times when i have invested so much time in a chain of thought that i will be uh, it will shake me to admit that i'm wrong so whenever a failure happens or whenever i sense conflict what i try to do or what i guess i should do is ask myself what would it take for me to admit that i'm wrong like what when do i ex- what are the what are the conditions that need to be met at which point i'll be admit that i'm wrong and if say i'm fighting with someone and i ask myself what does that guy need to prove to for me to admit that i'm wrong and if the answer is nothing that he can't do anything to ch- make me change my beliefs that's a wrong way of looking at things that there needs to be something that you need to admit to yourself that if this happens i'm 100% wrong with and once you set that you cannot change your goal posts if that happens you're wrong you have so you need mm-hmm. to identify the criteria that will falsify your mental models beforehand when you create them and once you do that it's uh, is when uh, i guess you can always be sure that you can be proven wrong because you have set those criteria in your head that if this happens i admit i'm wrong excellent point i think uh, with this uh, i would conclude uh, this podcast uh, for today um, i think my key takeaways were there is a like a rash radical shift in mindset we need if we uh, 
have to be more open more accepting and there are certain qualities which are required to be more attuned to when we are going wrong and then these qualities which you talked about is openness acceptance and having strong indicators like strong mental indicators that if this happens i i could be wrong so there are a couple of things uh which which would point us to the right direction and we also talked about expectations versus uh objectives uh and in that i think my, my key takeaway was with a lot of new risky uh ventures we should go with an expectation or uh, we shouldn't go with any expectation it should wish it should be about the process and what we who we would become at the end of it we would become good at for this for my example we, i would become good in podcasting and like speaking if i continue with the podcast so thanks a lot for improving my mental health and my uh, communication skills and at this channel uh, with all your feedbacks and your comments and uh, i'd like to see you on the next podcast thank you